This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. And welcome to Chapter Tactics, yet another pirate episode where the intro always comes in on the beat. And today, we have a very specialer pirate episode. One might even say a freebooter episode. That's right. Today, I've kicked Pablo off of the podcast. We've stolen it. We've looted it. We've made it our own. And I brought on three fine, shining orc minds to discuss this most beautiful bountiful codex that has dropped before us first up we have steven treat him mean keep him keen pam preen world champion from the etc team welcome to the show sir thank you ready to do some work love that was the worst reply to what was supposed to be a triumphant introduction but we'll move on next we have ben jurek number two itc for orcs he's been terrorizing the west coast since he got into this game a little over a year ago i think ben jerk say hi to everybody hello everyone and then finally but certainly not least we've got the war boss of war bosses the uh best orc at lvo 2016 we've got the champion orc from the itc in 2017 and best orc at lvo 2017 the man who defeated yours truly val heffelfinger for that crown rich Kilton. Hello, Rich. Hey, guys. I, I feel I, I, I feel like Ben's only been in a year. I've been in like probably longer than he's been alive. So I've been playing since 92, I think. A lot of good things happened in 92. So uh, that's our lineup. Uh, we are um, looking now to uh, get a little bit deeper into this. Guys, I hope you're excited. Um, you know, the enthusiasm will come, listeners. Don't worry. Uh, so we're going to kick off now, I think, with uh, just a little bit of a couple preambles over uh, what are some hot topics. I think probably the panel could agree that what's good in the Codex might be able to start and end at uh, tractor cannons. Um, but uh, Stephen, how are we going to handle that? So in order to not have to copy ourselves over and over again, I think we're going to assume that they do not get uh, cultures, so they're not going to be able to do reroll hit, wound, and damage, and you're just going to have to deal with the fact that uh, it actually is a unit full of grots that can't deep strike and can't be saved by other grots. Uh, so when we're talking about whether to do uh, you know, shooter boys or ludas or whether to take mech guns, keep in mind that we're assuming that they will not be getting cultures. I think that's a pretty fair and safe assumption. And we also don't know what may or may not get tweaked in that two-week fact that's going to be coming our way soon, too. But however, tractor cannons are very good for anyone who's been living under a rock. They're basically 48-inch range, auto-hitting, strength 8, negative 2, d6 damage. And if you happen to have the fly and vehicle keywords, um, they basically have melta from that range. So, oh, and they and automatically make you explode. Very important to mention yeah, so they're pretty cool, uh, all for a whopping 40 points. 45 points? 45 points. 45 points. So tractor cannons, they're good. Um, let's assume that they don't get that clan benefit. How good? I mean, like, are we talking take 18 good? I am definitely building 18 as we speak. Um, 
it looks like the snake bite stratagem, which we'll mention on later, does touch them. So that is uh, going to be what I'm doing with them. So what does that do? The snake bite stratagem, and I will read it word for word, is uh, monster hunters. I mean, it's a strategy at the start of any phase. Select an enemy model with wounds characteristic of 10 or more. Add one to wound rolls for attacks made by snakebite units from your army that target that model until the end of that phase. Uh, so, they don't get cultures, but they are still a snakebite unit. Um, which means they will get plus one to wound. It means the wounding knights on threes and T7 targets on twos. Okay, I've seen that argued as a, as a way to get around the grot rule. Which also, I might point out, Ben, does holler out that does not affect people with the Gretchen keyword unless specifically stated. What do you think about that, pal? Well, uh, as I said, the, the, the Gretchen keyword, there's a lot of people going back and forth on the internet of, like, what exactly does that mean? And mech guns have the Gretchen keyword. They don't have a split model like they used to. Um and like I said, they're, they are still a snake bite unit. They still have that clan. Uh, so I, I would likely say they get it. But if they don't, not a big deal. Um, I probably would just throw them in a detachment. Uh, 18 would be if they did get the culture. I don't think you would not run 18 without the culture. You're still going to see a significant amount. A lot of people ran met guns, uh, the old custom mega cannon, for example. Um, but... With the tractor cannon existing, you can't resist an auto-hitting flamer. Um, it evens out and sh just breaks all your matchups that were awful before. All right, so I guess we can all probably agree that far out and away, the biggest winner in this book of winners is probably the tractor cannon. We can probably also just put a pin in that, and yes, they're very good. Expect to see some out there. Don't know how many, probably more than one, and you know, less than 19. Um, so why don't we move over now to just some general, uh, biggest and winners. And by that, I mean, very specifically, um, things that have, um, gotten big lifts either through uh, points decrease, um, you know, synergy with stratagems and, and, and clan cultures. Um, why don't we, uh, kick this one off? Um, Hey Rich, we haven't heard from you. What do you, what do you think about death copters? You know, death copters play, there's, there's some, some real, um, I mean, some of the speed with some of the units in the orcs. People don't understand how fast orcs were in the index, and now that has just been ramped up to uh, to a huge level. So, um, def copters, and plus with some of the stratagem, there's a stratagem they can hit and run, and um, or they can shoot and I guess fire and fade. But um, I've been toying around with uh, bringing a brigade with three def copters, and one of the things I would do with them is just shoot and then i'd like pin some piddly little crappy infantry unit in place and then the next turn can just follow fall back and shoot again so that they can't be shot at so there's a lot of play with those death copters they can block a large area too yeah they do have those yeah. those big bases what what else are we liking about death copters i mean they dropped um they dropped almost a 50 percent um, point drop for these guys, for these guys. Uh, i think they uh, went think from, they went from Something like, Something like uh, uh, 60 points plus weapons to 30 points at this point? Yeah, and with, with Index, I mean, you you can still take the bomb. I mean, <laughs> until they change that, you can you can still take the bomb, which is, yeah, that's, that's pretty sick. Um, yeah, the bomb thing is actually really important. This was another thing we needed to really address off the top. There's some great gnashing of teeth out there in Facebook, uh, Warhammer land. Um, there's a lot of 
you know, entries that uh, are missing a lot of the options that they had in the index. Uh, Defcopties are a great example of that. They used to be able to take uh, custom Mega Blasters and uh, pretty sweet bombs that uh, do mortal wounds on fives, up to five dice uh, for a unit that it passes over per model in the unit, which is pretty sweet. Um, however, that's not in the codex. So how do we handle this, Steve? So there is a, uh, there's a fancy flowchart that Games Workshop put on their Facebook page, and uh, that's the only place that you can find it. Um, I'm sure oh, no. that... Uh, it's in the designer uh, commentary. It's in commentary of the com- oh, okay. community. Okay, so they've made it a little more official. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, well, I'm sure uh, Val will be happy to post a link to that uh, in the uh, description for this. But basically what you can do is you can take either index units that got removed. So for orcs, that's a number of HQ slots. Uh, big big mech on Warbike, Warboss on, uh, with Mega Armor. There's a couple different ones. Um you can take any of those, as well as you can take any codex entry, like Defcoptus, that used to have an option. So that's going to include uh, Defcopta Big Bombs, that's going to include Commandos with Burnas, that's going to include uh, Orc Boys, um, with they're going to get their new Tank Busta Bombs, and they're also going to be able to get anything they had in the Index. So there's a ton of options that are actually outside of the completely obvious, just, you know, open the decks and, oh, let's see what we can do. Uh, there's a ton of stuff as well that you got to keep in mind flipping back and forth between the index. Uh, and it's a little frustrating, uh, I think, to people just opening the book and looking through it. Um, but if you're, you know, you're out there to, to win and, and have an army that has everything, uh, definitely, sadly, you can't, you can't chuck that index Xenos 2 out the, in the garbage quite yet. Absolutely not. In fact, I think a lot of the the some really key and essential choices like the you know big mac with custom force field uh pretty essential guy given the five plus plus coverage um invulnerable save in the bubble um you know even just the the war boss on bike yes they got the cool trike dude but he does something very different to what the war boss on bike does so we really need our index options this will cramp the style of anyone playing in a comp for example etc does not allow index choices in a lot of formats um, it does come down to the tournament, though, because a lot of ETC format events, uh, especially singles events, will allow you to use Forge World, which they also don't allow. So it does come down to the individual event. But out here in North America, anyway, I don't see a lot of events uh, limiting the index. GW definitely wants us to use the index. I like to use the AOS analogy. You can still play Bretonians, all right, and they're in second edition. So I don't think the indexes are going anywhere for any any foreseeable period unless there's a big movement amongst amongst TOs to to put the kibosh on it. Um, anyway, um, Ben, you got some ideas about the, the Defcopta before we wrap this one up? Because I think there's still some more uh, meat on the bone. Well, a lot of people think, see them as like a jet bike. Um, I'd like to point out that they still have the vehicle keyword, which gives them access to a 3D6 charge strat. Um, and they also get to auto advance and Assuming you brought, uh, you know, the new Death Killer War Trike, uh, you could, you know, move advanced charge with this with these monsters um, and get oh, get in combat turn one re- with relative ease uh, with the fire and fade strat. Um, that it's move as moving phase. You can drop bombs while using that stratagem for one CP. Um, so they will do a ridiculous amount of work um, in certain uh, comps. And they're versatile. So if you don't want to do that, you can deep strike them. Uh, and then 3d6 charge out of deep strike. You can 
you know, double move them 40, 40 inches, essentially. Or you can just move them 20 inches and have them be awesome fly keyword gunboats. Like, there's a lot you can do with them, and I'm a big fan of versatile units where you can kind of pick and choose what you do. Yeah, I think the really big key for Defcoptus is they have every friggin' keyword. They got speed freaks, they have fly, um, they have vehicle, which lines up with, you know, three or four different stratagems that the orcs have. Um, so they can be impacted by the broadest array of, of stratagems, probably outside of the infantry keyword. Um, so they're super radical that way. And, uh, you know, for their big shooter loadout, they're 40 points a model. Uh, help me out here, guys. I think four wounds apiece, toughness five. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty mean. Minimum, the max squad size, as Steve pointed out to me, is five. Um, so they're a bit limited there. But, you know, what Ben was saying about the... The ability to move. I guess if they're evil sons, they're going to get plus one to their move and their advance, uh, plus their speed freaks. So it's actually plus two to their move. Uh, so they're moving sixteen twenty-two automatically. Yeah, they're pretty fast. Yeah, they're super fast. And then you can double that. So that means that they can go and bomb <laughs> uh, whatever they want essentially at any time. They're like uh, they're like orc um, shining spears, right, guys? So that's exactly what they're like. So I'm not entirely convinced. I'm just. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced that they're going to be able to do that bombing strat uh, with the Evil Sun's uh, move. Um, I know. So I'm getting ready for Renegade personally, and uh, I had this exact same thing happen last year where uh, the Eldar Codex came out like a week before, and then they had to make up their own FAQ beforehand. So I'm I'm looking at things very um, very conservatively until we get that that two week FAQ all those four players out there uh trying to do that i i applaud it i go ahead go for it um but for me i'm trying to build a i'm trying to make sure i don't get any gotchas on the day of with the to telling me i'm a jerk I need to leave it, and i mean even if they can't do that they're still pretty damn good but and you don't even need it yeah yeah um so since your mic is unmuted steve and the next item on this list is something that um well Mr. Pamperine has been pretty pumped about, even for uh, even during the index days. Uh, mega knobs. Uh, why are mega knobs so cool? So I was very sad about mega knobs in the index. Uh, the the way that I always them as they were actually worse per point against bolters than boys were. So you literally just put boys under a KFF, and they were more resilient than mega knobs. But with a reduction to 35 points, including a power claw, or 37 with a kill saw, they are more resilient to AP0 and even to AP1. Uh, so it's it's a, good, it's a big day for them. Uh, they have the ability as well to mob up, since they can go up to squads at 10. So you can get 20 Mega Knobs all together that can double swing and jump around the board and get plus one attack and plus one to their save with the looted strat. Uh, it's it's really, there's there's really a lot there, but... I'm not totally convinced that it's going to be the most competitive option. I really, I really hope so. Um, but as far as um, units that I'm most excited about that got the biggest bump, I think, from uh, out of obscurity into possibly competitive, I think Mega Knobs are, are my pick. So what, how big was the points drop? Uh, they went from like 55 to 35. That's with, pretty big. Uh, with, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it it really shows the uh, the painful state of the orc codex that uh, or the index that they got a twenty point drop and I'm still like, well they'll be fun, 
Uh, I think that they are going to serve a place. And uh, I think uh, Ben's over there. He's actually been running them in the index for a while. So he probably has a strong opinion on them as well. I've just been uh, running uh, Plague Bears and crying and looking over at painted Mega Knobs and wishing that I could on them. So what do you, what do you think, Ben? What do you, uh, how do you think you're going to use them in the, in the codex? Um, so I have a few opinions on them and they, and they got about a seven point drop with their power club, by the way. Um, there wasn't, or a 13, 13 point drop, seven point drop with power, with a kill sauce, but, uh, I've been using them when in the aforementioned current meta, cause they're the only thing that orcs really have that kills a knight in one phase. Um, so I've been running them as that. And I even got to play Steven at the SoCal open with my aforementioned mega knob list. Um, with that, uh, I like them a lot um, as infantry. Uh, they you have so many options with them in the orc codex uh, with their fight against stratagem, with the jump, with you could take them as blood axes. You could take small small MSUs as death skulls. You could take uh, you could run them as evil sons, just, and you can either you know like I said add the jump or teleport a, a group of ten. You can take two groups of ten and hide one and deep strike one and have two waves of ten come in. Um, and like six with a kill saw with fight again. Is gonna murder a knight um, if you you know if you bring a warpath or bring Gaskell with like there's a lot of math there um, that they they are going to just delete any major unit you want dead efficiently uh, without spending a lot of points and using a lot of resources and once again they're going to go inside buildings they're going to run around terrain they're going to do what you want them to do and be where you want them to be. Now, there are units that straight up murder them uh, that are in the competition, but that that's what you're going to have to deal with. Um, compared to other units, um, they have a role. They definitely have a role, and if you need them in the meta, they're definitely there. Very cool. All right, I think we can uh, tuck Mega Knobs into their gigantic bed and move on to our next, uh, next winner. This is in no particular order, by the way, listeners, uh, but nonetheless, let's kick it out. I know one Rich Kelton. Basically, has always had a transport uh, or a, or a, like a, either a battle wagon or a truck. You know, reduce drops and do other shady stuff with. Uh, what are your thoughts on on changes to the battle wagon and the truck? Oh, the battle wagon is so good. I mean, the drop in points on the battle wagon. Now, the other two options, the bone breaker and the gun wagon, are good too. Um, but the battle wagon that I've used that for this the whole last year and a half. Um, I've used either one, two, or three battle wagons in almost every list. I just love them. They keep your drops down. I almost, it's very rare that I can't um, have fewer drops than my opponent when I bring a battle wagon. Um, and that's, that's a huge, when you're reliant on going first a lot of times, it's really great to be able to get that plus one. Um, and dropping them, I think it's like 39 points, if I'm, if I'm correct on my math. Um, it's it's crazy with the death roller because you want and the death roller got better that's the crazy part the death roller went up a strength and it now does two wounds instead of just one like it did before so primaris marines and and things like your um even your your eldar bikers just don't and nobody likes two wounds so it's it's a it's a it's a really useful unit and there's there's some tricks too to you can put a unit of boys in that battle wagon and then they if you've got a unit that's maybe a little out of range you can jump out of the battle wagon run over and mob up and then they pull that whole big unit into a combat and then there's another strategy that i've been using i put five storm boys into a battle wagon and then i have a big unit of storm boys beside the battle wagon 
and then my little unit jumps out the extra almost four inches that you get when you deploy and then they advance the big unit advances and then they mob up so that you have an extra four inches on your on your advance for your big unit that gets you into charges turn one very efficiently so and then you try and tie somebody up and and then you're not getting shot so battle wagon i it's one of my biggest winners very cool and they the uh so i think ben thinks there's something around a 50 point drop on those guys or no yeah sorry actually rich said 39 points ish um there's also i mean there's they they broke it out into three different data slates they've got the bone crusher they've got the i've actually have a codex here you can hear it flipping listeners Mmm, Codex. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's two other dice. Basically, there's a shooty one and there's the the Death Roller one. They both cost twenty extra points. My gut is, my gut feeling is, those two ones they're they're not that much better than the base battle wagon. Is anyone actually really feeling like they want to go to bat? Twenty points for an extra D six attacks for the Bone Breaker. Not, not really. I, the pure battle wagon to me, plus the twenty holding twenty guys is a big deal. There might be builds where I do that, especially with if you're taking the Death Killer War Trike and Evil Sun, so that you can take maybe two or three where they charge in, and then you can back out and charge again. And there's some play in in doing some of that, but I prefer the standard battle wagon. Yeah, I'm a fan of the standard battle wagon myself. the The gun wagon isn't too appealing to me. Um, because there's the war gear you put on them isn't there's nothing astounding. Um, the but it gets to shoot twice <laughs> at, at ballistic skill five and not a whole lot of shots. Uh, the mm-hmm. the thing that I the thing that I caught for a second, but it, it was Christmas land and couldn't exist was putting Ard case on a bone breaker because they're naturally T eight, but you can't do it. So sorry guys. Sorry, Val, I want to add one sneaky trick. So on that Stormboy stratagem that I was talking about getting out of the battle wagon, now you can use the the six-inch auto advance on the little unit of st- five Stormboys. So you can get out and you're, what's that, four plus 13 plus seven, so 24 inches forward, guaranteed. And all you have to do is roll five dice. Any ones, you take a, a casualty a mortal wound and then you mob up so it's not Ooh. random anymore it's auto and you only take the 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 mortal wounds on the five not on the 30 or however many you're you're bringing that is some that is some tech right there orc listeners that is some tech just to be clear uh storm boys now uh when they advance like like rich was saying uh it's an auto six but they take mortal wounds whereas before if they um they could advance in charge and take mortal wounds so that's a bit of a change um and actually rich just uh came up with a really really good use for that because now all the risk is only on the five dudes not the 30 dirty um all right so that was a nice impassioned uh little moment there for for wagons and trucks let's flip over to one of my favorite f and units period i always started all of my lists in the index days with uh you know like 45 of these dudes and then invariably it would become one unit of five uh, why are we going to see bigger units of commandos? I don't know if I want to toss this to Ben or Steve, because I know you both are excited. So whoever unmutes first, go. All right. So commandos, um, they not only saw a ability added to them called throat slitters, uh, which adds you, gives you plus one to wound when a enemy unit is in or on a terrain feature or hold, wholly within or 
ore on a tree chooser. The ore is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, they added an ability to them, um, and they decreased their points. I've gone on record to call them some of the best 45 points I've ever spent, as far as them being point scorers in the ITC. Uh, but now they're 40 points for a base small five unit. So um, they're probably saw some of the best increases and best buffs out of everything. Like they're and with boys getting increase in points and these guys only being a point more, they're just super good. I think it's important to mention here as well our previous thing about uh, index versus codex. Uh, the index ones could uh, hold burnas, and so you're going to be able to do the same thing. Uh, you're going to be able to put. Uh, tank post to bomb for every five, as well as burnas on every for two for each squad. So uh, it's there. You can impact. You can put a lot of special weapons in a very small little area. And with the ability that we have for double swings, and uh, we have a tossing grenade strat like Death Guard have now. Uh, there's a there's a ton of value you can get out of this little tiny unit that can deep strike for free. I'd like to point out that um, since we're talking about biggest winners and it's not a unit, uh, tank buster bombs are probably one of the biggest winners as far as new war gear goes. Um, For those who don't know, as far as what a tank buster bomb does, um, they are a strength 8, negative 2 AP, D6 damage grenade that you get D3 shots on. Uh, Groups of 10 boys can take them, so big groups can take multiple, commandos can take them, tank buses can take them. Um, not to segue too far away from commandos, but tank buster bombs are flat out a new addition and they're great. Yeah. The, the big thing that I love about commandos and tank buster bombs, cause that there's another podcast forge narrative where I went on about tank busters and why I thought they might be good. i already think I was horribly wrong. Nonetheless, um, the, the, the throw grenade strat allows you to throw, uh, I guess 10 of your 10 dudes in the unit to throw one grenade. Um, when you've got two mobbed up units of commandos, they can have one tank buster bomb for every five commandos. So that's five tank buster bombs being chucked by a unit that's, you know, penetrated deeply behind enemy lines, which is pretty spicy and uh, doesn't have the 17 points per model that uh, tank busters would have. And they're free. That's and they're free. Free 99. Yeah. Um, yeah, commandos are fantastic. They're, they're boys with more tricks. Um, I think uh, we don't want to sleep on commandos for sure. Uh, we're going to swing. I don't know, Steve, you got anything else to add about commandos? Uh, I think uh, the only other index option would be to mention is they currently require uh, you'd have a power claw knob. And if you're not interested in that, you got to look over to your index option, which lets you take anything from the knob weapons list. So you can just take them as naked with a choppa or with a big choppa as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Actually, the all of them, the tank busters... Uh, the commandos, um, these guys, they all are slavishly, um, in the codex anyway, kitted out as the model is built. So like when you look at the tank buses, they've got, it comes with like one tank hammer, LOL, uh, guy with rocket pistols, which look badass, and um, the rest of the guys have regular rockets. But that's kind of what the unit is equipped with on the data slate. Um, so anyway, uh, you don't have to do that because flowchart, booyah. Okay, moving on to knobs. This one's got to go back to Rich because unless, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, we're going back to Rich on this one because he's uh, thinking he's found some cool tech with knobs. So yeah, a couple of things um, that I, I've, I've liked about the knobs is points. I mean, they came down significantly. Um, you, you, you still have, I mean, this, their stat line really outdoes a Marine in a lot of ways. 
and you can have five attacks per guy. So you can trade out your Slugga for another Choppa, and then you have knobs have base for 140 points. Ten knobs have um, 50 attacks on the charge, hitting on threes, and they're strength five. I mean, that is brutal. And then you can double swing. They have a four-plus armor. So just regular knobs. Now, you can also put claws or put power stabas on them. So they're very versatile. I'm going to be magnetizing mine so I can try out different loadouts. I want to see, like, everybody talks about the mega knobs, and I, I, I love them, and I'm glad they're better, but I still think 40 boys will do a lot of damage to just weight of, of attacks is still a big deal. And 40 boys, I feel, wreck 10 mega knobs. So it's, it's, so I think regular knobs still have a good place in the meta. And, and you know, you can use the looted stratagem to get them a three plus save early because people are gonna wanna shoot at your tractor cannons. And then you just throw them in a truck and there's a stratagem where you can swing out of the truck too. So truck or battle wagon. So there's a lot of versatility, I think, in knobs. You can go shoot a knobs if you want, if you really want to. Um, I'm just more of a assault them, getting their can face you rich and though? What's that? Can you do that? Can can you not get them a, a combi scorch anymore? <laughs> I mean, you could. I I ran a Chinork with with ten <laughs> combi scorches in it, and it it wrecked some stuff. So I mean, you can, but you probably don't want to. <laughs> That's fair. Captain Spreadsheet, Mr. Pampreen, frowns on your suggestion of combi scorches at 17 points per weapon, but that's all right. I mean, we're allowed to have some fun every now and again. Not really. This is the serious Codex review. <laughs> Rich, keep keep it to the good choices. That's a warning. All right. Moving on to Ludas. Uh, perhaps one of the second most hyped units coming out of the Codex here. There's been rumors about why Ludas are going to be so good. Um, they're still pretty spendy. 17 points per model. No changes there. But why are Ludas suddenly such a big deal? Who didn't beat? All right, we're going to Steve. Steve, why are Ludas good? Ludas are good. They're the they're the orc uh, dark reapers. That's what the the comparison that I've made to people that I couldn't tell what was in the codex. Um, basically, for seventeen points, um, if you roll that that spicy three shots, as Val would like to say, I'm sure. Uh, if you roll the three shots per on a big unit of twenty five that you mobbed up, you double shoot them, and they're bad if they're bad moons. You reroll ones already because of your clan culture. Uh, so that means you're going to get 80 hits and, uh, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful place to use your CP reroll. They does specify that you roll once for the whole phase. So if you're double shooting them and you know, you, you get them to have two or three shots, they're going to get, they're going to get 53 hits on average. If they get two shots and 80 strength, seven AP one, two damage hits. If they get three shots in a shooting phase and that is ignore modifier so they can move behind cover move from out behind covers or infantry. And then, I mean, that kills... If you're killing wave serpents with two damage weapons through a serpent shield, like, you got a dangerous weapon. Absolutely. And Steve actually didn't even lay out the fact that you can do more DACA, which allows them to uh, get extra hit uh, or extra hits on fives and sixes, um, which um, I assume is factored into your 80 hits. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying that they're they're the new Reapers um, because there so there is I guess to, to lay out the strat for you guys that haven't gone through the the the, uh, the book. Um, so basically, there's two strats that you do. You you first of all your bad moons, uh, so you're rerolling ones, and then you're going to 
do the more DACA strat, which uses the base DACA DACA rule. Um, so you're going to explode on fives and sixes. So you're going to roll your, you know, you're going to roll your 45 shots or your 75 shots, 25 are going to hit. And then you're going to always hit with those shots as well. So shooting your Eldar flyer, that's minus three to hit. Yeah, that's cool. I'll just kill those Altioch Rangers with, uh, you know, just three Ludas that looked at them the wrong way. Uh, and then you're going to explode on those as well. So it takes a little while to do it all out. And uh, I did watch Rich's uh, Rich's uh, battle report, and it was kind of funny watching him uh, set up twenty four dice in little sections uh, so that he could do the math easily with the with six blocks of dice representing each of the pips. I appreciated that. That was good, Rich. Uh, and so you basically you 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 have so many shots though that you're killing. Um, I think so. If you if you roll the three, you're killing something like six ravagers in a turn. Uh, 80 hits, 40 wounds, uh, they're only getting their five up. So 30 go through and they're two damage each. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Like goodness gracious you can do. Yeah. You, you can pick up two units of spears if you can see them. Like it, it is really, it is really dark reapers, uh, a la index or like first when the codex out and people are like, I'm just going to take 27 reapers. You can do that with orcs. It's just you know, you kind of stop though at twenty five, because the next ten ludas don't really add much to it. So you're going to see a lot of twenty five ludas standing out in the open, just blowing you away. And I I don't, I don't want to talk about the grot strat. We can let someone else do that and talk to. You. Well, yeah, Ben Ben hasn't talked a while here because I yeah. mean maybe some people are wondering. Well, that's cool. I'll just shoot the ludas. They're just a bunch of dude standing in a field well why can't you do that ben and why does that make grotz one of the biggest winners of the codex well to go from ludus to grotz i'm gonna finish up on ludus really quick here uh there's they're still orc boys they're still infantry uh they still carry two base attacks so people actually want to come fight you you can you know actually go fight them and fight again at strength four uh with 50 attacks from that unit like they're they're still orc boys um and if people want to hide from you you can just dejump them. Like, they're they're absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and there's even a warlord, tra- warlord trait where if you don't want to start with them in the open and want to be a little cagey, uh, you can redeploy them. But um, if you don't want to, or if you don't have the train available, or you're in a scenario where you just want to stand out in the open and have the perfect firing lane, uh, Grotz um, have a huge increase due to the Grot shield stratagem. Uh, they didn't change in points. They're still just Grotz, but with the Grot shield stratagem on two up, um, they essentially take up feel no pain for you. But it's after you uh, make your saves, of course. So if you have if you have a custom force field out. You make your five of invulns, and then you roll everything over to Grotz units within six inches, uh, as long as it's closer to the firer. Um, that's a key note. So if something flies behind you and you don't have Grotz there, they can still kill your Ludus. Um, but if you make a nice little bubble, a nice little Death Star of Grotz, uh, they have to chew through a ridiculous amount of wounds to even touch a Luda. I'm going to add something to that. You can do so- You can do a little trick here. So say you've got a Ruin, and you put your Ludas up on the top level of the Ruin, um, but back like an inch from the edge, and then you put your grots hidden up against the wall on the bottom floor. Now your grots cannot be targeted because they're hiding, but they can still do exactly what you just talked about. So they don't have to actually be out in the open in front of the enemy so that they can be targeted, which is, is something I experienced. I ran them, and the guy said, well, if you're just going to use them as a shield, I'll just kill them. But you have ways to hide them where you could... Um, 
you could use that stratagem even trickier and, you know, cunning. Cunning and brutal. And, I mean, the other thing, too, is although they are just grots, they're T2, so they're, like, dying on a 2-up to a bolter. Yeah, sure. But they also will likely have, a, you know, a 5++. Plus plus, uh, and a feel no pain from a pain boy still applies to them. Um, so, you know, even if, you're ha- if you have, like, say, 60 grots out in front, um, you know, just churning through shooting the grots will take a little bit of time, I think. Um, Steven uh, thinks, uh, oh, yes, uh, absolutely. You, you have some downsides here, Steve. So I've been struggling a lot with whether or not I wanted to take these guys. And this is something for all you work guys just saying, uh, all right, well, I'm just going to start my army with, uh, you know, 25 Lutas and a battalion of grots to protect them. It's kind of an obvious attachment. Uh, I think that they're going to suffer actually from a lot of the same things going back to the Reaper comparison. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're a Reaper player, uh, what uh, do you really not want to face? Uh, the answer is going, uh, going against um, Ravagers with Vect. Uh, you know, you head up on your little ruin, you go to shoot them, and then they just Vect your fire and fade and you stand there and you're like, oh, that's not good. Uh, and you just die to a bunch of AP3 fire. Uh, so similar to the Ludas, you go out, you got your Grotz out, you, you put them in a building, like Rich said, and then they go to shoot and you say, all right, I'm going to Grotz Strat. And they're like, all right, well, uh, Vect. And uh, now you have seven, you know 25 boys standing out in the open with a five up invul and a prayer. Uh, that's kind of a problem. And it is only uh, 30 wounds as well, uh, which is a lot, no doubt, but you know, if you're if uh, a Castellan comes up and fires and gets a good round of shots with their volcano cannon and their uh, uh, and their calls wrath, personally, I think you're just probably going to lose D6 Ludas to the volcano cannon. Just give up on that. But then even calls wrath, you know, that's that's tough if you're trying to decide between losing two D6 Ludas and uh, losing um, you know and losing all of your grots basically because they're going to do so many wounds because each feel no pain that you make is going to be killing a grot. And even if you have your, uh, even if you do give the benefit of feel no pain to the grots, you don't take a mortal wound for each grot. It actually just kills the grot. So you don't, you don't get to take uh, additional saves. Like uh, for those guys who might know Gene Sealer Cult, they get to take additional pains and stuff. Um, and as well, when you're trying to fill this battalion, uh, maybe there's a little too much into it, but when you're trying to fill this battalion, you got to put bad moon characters into it. And a lot of times, the rest of your army is going to be another clan that you want those characters to benefit from. So, your you know your warlord's not going to be able to keep your grots morale in if they just shoot three grots from each uh, you know each squad. So there's there's a lot of issues that kind of come together with trying to mix clans together. So are you so warning our our dear listeners here that the most hyped combo perhaps right now in the book outside of tractor cannons might be a trap? I think I think it may be in the sense that it's if you plug and play it like you're used to the index where you're just like ah all my stuff all works together and then you just take the best things from the from the codex like you would just take the best things from the index you may end up with that scenario of oh, oh wait a second I actually I advanced my lutas because I wanted to charge uh, counter charge something but I just realized that I have an evil sun war boss standing next to bad moon lutas who just look at each other like uh, you know it, it, that doesn't that doesn't it doesn't do anything. Uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of learning pains there. I'm not saying that it's not going to be the best thing in the end. I think there's a good chance that it is, but it's going to take a little experimentation to get that that good list together. Yeah, and also the uh, one thing that sort of woke me up in a cold sweat uh, was even just in that Ravager matchup. 
um, the Ravager is going to churn through Grotz like crazy fast because of the, the multi-damage that it does on its weapons. Um, and they're also not going to be on the table for you to shoot at first. So that one's one that was a bit scary for me. Um, yeah, and and there's it. It's not. It's. I don't think it's going to be an auto win button against every matchup. But you're certainly gonna. I mean, eighty hits, like eighty strength seven hits against minus one. That kills you know, f- like thirty plague bears, like you know, obscene amounts, and that's only a couple hundred points of your army. Um, well, well, I mean, the whole battalion is you know probably you know clocking in around 600 points i mean it is it's a big invest it's definitely the, the centerpiece of whatever army it's a part of like the rest of it builds from there yeah it, it, it is a bit more than that the, the looters themselves may be less but you you do have to buy it and uh as, as rich has commented on it you also have to build your army around it with the cp uh you know they're going to be eating it's two for the more daca to hit on fives and sixes it's two to shoot again you're going to want to have a spare re-roll for your uh uh for the number of shots, and you're going to be wanting to spend a point as well for your grot strat. So Don't it's forget pretty easy up. for these guys. And you're going to need to mob up, yeah. So you could easily eat up, you know, six, eight strats, you know, command points all at one. And even even an 18 CP orc list is going to is going to feel that pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, all right. So there's some pros and some cons to the uh, the the loot of bomb. Um, why don't we move on now uh, into some more gray territory? Let's 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 go into honorable mentions. Uh, parentheses are they worth it? Um, these are these are units that may may seem you know at first pass to have gotten a lot better, um, but uh, you know well we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, one big thing that got a huge point drop, uh, which is a favorite unit of all kinds of people out there. I know Steve was building lists around them immediately and not so much these days. War bikers. Who wants to jump in on war bikers? I can talk about them. Uh, so for me, I initially saw them as the advantage that they, they have the large, they have a large squad size of 12. I initially thought it was 15. So I was even more excited, but it's actually only 12. Um, they got a big, they got a big uh, drop down and compared to orc boys, uh, they're actually more resilient to like AP zero. Uh, especially with uh, cover strat, they're really resilient to AP zero getting taken off, the, taking them off the board. Uh, they can, and the other combination with them that at least I really saw is the uh, move in the shooting phase strat. If you make them evil sons, then they can move forward 23 inches, still shoot a zillion uh, heavy bolter shots. Well, I guess not quite. They're strength five AP zero shots. And then they can just move all the way back to your deployment zone. And it's really frustrating to deal with that. And if they see an opening, they can also charge. Uh, and then they can fall back and charge as well, being assuming that they're all evil sons and using the evil sons warlord trait. Uh, so there's there's a lot of stuff you could do there. But uh, eventually, I just kind of saw other things that it looked more kind of entertaining and like a little bit more uh, a little bit more dangerous as far as actually landing in and killing something. They feel a lot more like a. Uh, They'll bother you, but uh, they won't actually. They won't actually land the killing blow. Yeah, they they at first pass they they look like they have a lot of versatility. I think we covered the defcopt. I think does what you wish war bikers could do. And the other thing is, is that they're just sort of on the table, you know. And they're a big meaty unit. They're gonna get shot, and you can't put the minus one to hit on them until you actually get to your turn, which is strange. So yeah, I don't know. There's some downsides there. Uh, ben or Rich, any comments about war bikers? I, I looked at them too, um, you know, in some fun lists, but if you're playing competitively, 
I don't see bikes being super super efficient. All right, the, so oh. oh, go Ben, go Ben. The uh, the one thing that I looked at was possibly running knob bikers, just because the knob either knobs now have full access to all their knob weapons that they didn't have in the index. So you can take power stabas and kill saws and all that fun stuff. Um, and I, I was looking at doing that with them, but once again, like there, there's not there's not a whole lot of excitement there, but could could be something. All right, so more bikers is basically how we feel. Let's move on. Uh, once word got out about the teleporter orc stratagem, two CP to put a unit under twenty power level in reserves. That was hot. What did everyone think about? Well, the noble Gorkonot, which has quite frankly never been good. Uh, it suffered badly from new model syndrome. Uh, however, I did happen to impulse buy one just two days ago that I saw used in a game store here in Toronto. Uh, why am I interested in the Gorkonaut? Ben? Well, I'm actually a little bit excited about it. And once again, it's a roll situation. But I think you're going to see them, um, especially with in combination with Teleporta and 3D6 Charge. I don't think you're ever going to see one starting on the board because they do, they are a bit fragile. They don't carry their own invuln save or anything like that. But um, they did change its gun uh, from 3d6 to just flat 18. Uh, so it's going to shoot um, 18 shots at strength 6, negative 1 AP. Um, it's going to murder some things with that. And it has a bunch of other guns that may or may not hit, including rocket launchers and a scorcha and some big shooters. Um, in melee is where the Gorkonaut shines compared to its brother, the Morkonaut. Uh, it has six base attacks, um, meaning it has essentially 18, well, in Knight's World, it's talk, it'd be stomps, but instead they're, uh, it's doing a crush, um, or a smash, uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but it has a, it's has the a smash. name. It's the it smash. It's the smash. Um, but it's 18 attacks of that, uh, and you can definitely deal out a lot of flat two damage versus a D3 damage, uh, versus it's like, it's Knight counterparts. Um, the... Interesting fact is you could, on the other side is you could do a negative four AP D6 damage attack per each attack it would get. Um, so it's going to hit something. It's going to do a lot of damage. Um, it's just what exactly is it hitting uh, in the in the world of competitive 40k? Is it just murdering a screen, or are you bringing in on turn three, or are you combating something big that really needs to die? Um, so it's uh, I'm excited for the unit. I think it definitely has a spot, but is it enough? So doing the math out before the show, we talked about it, and uh, my answer was no, it does not do enough. Uh, compared to nine Meganoms, very similar point cost, um, it just simply does less, and is, it, it does less damage and is less durable. Uh, its advantage of 3d6 charge from reserve is sort of mitigated by the fact that you can just be Evil Suns Meganobs, and 74% of the time you're going to make it in anyway. So uh, you, do, you, you do trade a bit of that on reliability. Um, for a little bit less damage. Uh, you can take Meganobs inside it, though. So I don't know. Yeah, but they don't get out until turn three at the earliest, which yeah. is a bummer. Yeah, so... I was actually thinking, like, a Wah banner inside of them would be sick. <laughs> but <laughs> but then again, like again, the, it's just unfortunate that he, you know, any Embark troops just can't get out, so... I think if they could get out and it was more like a like a drop pod, that'd be, that'd be another, uh, another... Yeah. All right, cool. Gorkonaut. Kind of good. All right. Um, we're going to move a little more quickly here. Uh, there, I'm going to skip. We, we have Death Dreads and Killicans on the list here for On the Gray. I'm going to move them to Not Good, and we're going to skip them. Sorry, everyone who loves those guys. 
let's go to the war track though, because I think the war track is. I'm seeing it in a lot of like people, you know, uh, you know, building out lists. Me personally, versus the you know war biker mega not me, <laughs> war boss on bike. There we go. Um, I'm not seeing um, making a difference. <laughs> I'm not seeing uh, a real upside to the the war track. Um, who's going to bat for the war track? I haven't heard from Rich in a while. Rich, you got any thoughts on the war track? Yeah, it's it's interesting. The, the guns on it are actually decent. Um, I think the claw, people complain the claw is weaker, but in almost all circumstances, because of the re-roll to wound that the claw does, it's going to be about as efficient as, as a power claw, um, unless they have like uh, Terminator armor or something like that. Um, so I, I don't think it's like, not useful and if you're building a list of vehicles like a bunch of battle wagons or if you really do want to start your gorkonaut on the table i mean it can they can get into a charge pretty quickly if you if you really don't fear your opponent's shooting i played a game against my buddy thomas and and he had two units of hell blasters but they he set them up so far back that i went ahead and put the gorkonaut on the table and he was going oh he expected me to put him in teleporta, and the Gorknot just mo- moved forward and just was gunning stuff down. He was advancing and just shooting the crap out of a bunch of Marines because they were out of range with their with their counter to him. So, don't I mean the 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 ability to um, to advance and charge with vehicles is is huge, especially if you're playing Evil Sons. Yeah, and that's something specifically that the War Trek does, and actually, you know. Combined with that, um, you know, uh, war boss on bike, you know, you get the ability to advance and charge with your infantry and your vehicles and your bikes. So gives you a, a nice broad spectrum there. So maybe you see those guys paired up a lot, and the two of them going into combat together would be pretty spicy as well. All right, moving on um, to a unit that's near and dear to probably every orc player's heart. Um, we're gonna round out the, uh, the, the 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 middle pack. Uh, with these guys, Flash Gits, perhaps the most badass kit in existence. We've got Ben unmuting immediately. Ben, what do you got to say? <laughs> Flash Gits are by far one of my favorite flavorful units in all the orc, uh, or the, all the orc codex, even though they did see a small point bump, but in exchange for a way better uh, gun profile. Well, when I say way better, I mean they do two damage now instead of one, and at strength six. Um, so. The the flash kits there's and they also got a they got a bump and save too they switch from a six up armor save to a four up armor save uh, and their three wound models um, they took away the ability to have multiple gunner grats with you uh, that or ammo runs I should say that would grant rerolls now you can only take one per five um, but they are still awesome I still like them but they they suffer the heavy penalty almost no matter what you do um, it looks like the free boot a trait. Uh, is uh, the the culture um, is meant to power them up, and they kind of get to play with any clan, but not benefit from any other cultures. So I'm trying to find a way to put them in. Uh, they're they're my friend Josh wants to run thirty of them. Um, he so graciously loaned me this his codex to use for this, uh, and I keep telling him no, but we'll find a way. I promise we'll find a way. Excellent. Thank you for being very hopeful about those snazzy, snazzy gets. All right. So in the interest of moving up uh, our pace a little bit here, 
we're going to go into the Val Pours One Out section uh, of, of the podcast. Uh, these are our biggest losers. Uh, for the ones that we're going to talk a bit more about, uh, I'll, I'll kick it out to the, to the cast. But uh, first of all, what I would think of as one of the top three OP units in the index, Ben agrees with me on this, Grog Gunners. They don't exist anymore. <sighs> it's just too bad. But nonetheless, Grog Gunners, RIP forever, unless you're using index um, big guns, but that's besides the point. Um, I'd also like to say um, my boy the Stampa, you know, he didn't make it. He only went down 50 points. He needed to go down like 400 points. Um, uh, the Gargantuan Squigif uh, suffers from a lack of keywords. My boy Peaches the meanest uh, green machine in all of Index 40K. He just doesn't get any buffs really from uh, from uh, stratagems uh, or other traits. Maybe Characters, there's auras. Characters, auras. Anything. Yeah, he, <laughs> he suffers badly from that. Although he's still a big G, so maybe if orcs kill off, uh, you know, maybe the meta shift kills all the other big shit in the meta. Maybe we see the Squigoth back. Um but now let's talk about some real meaty stuff. Uh, potential losers like boys. I mean, this seems kind of harsh. I mean, they went up one point. Why might boys be a loser? I think that they're going to struggle versus uh, commandos and like, other units that now can all move super fast and get in your face. They can reserve. That's going to be a big advantage. But I think it's, it's really it's tough to tell. There's so many toys that you want to take. The first list I wrote didn't have any. And then after it's like, oh, but they still do have this advantage. It's I just don't I just don't know where uh, where they're gonna fit in. Uh, you know, we we talked about in our group. Has anyone tried uh, you know, just putting a bunch of boys in reserve? You know, you can for pay two points, put a squad in reserve. Um, you know, you could just reserve 120 boys. Uh, just call it. You know, and that's and that's your army. But I think it's gonna be a while. Or at least for me personally, it's going to be a while before I go back to running all boys, uh, just because we have all these toys to play with now. You know, I'm going to want to put in Ludas or Flash Kits or Mega Knobs or Def Coptas. Like, I'm going to want to put other things in besides just boys. So, uh, pure competitiveness aside, uh, I think Orc players are going to be kind of done with running a thousand boys for the next at least a little while. Yeah, the my SoCal open list was just boys and mega ups and it's actually overpointed now due to the point increase um the conversation i've had this with a lot of people is due to the stratagem that essentially lets you tide of orcs um or you know the unstoppable green tide if you use it to restore you know 20 boys or more it pays for its point reduction but once again it's costing cp I, I am a long-time advocate of boys it helps that i have a hundred shooter boys and a hundred slugger boys painted but, um, yeah, I, I still think boys are going to be a huge factor in my list. And um, I, I, I don't see a list where I won't have probably at least 70 boys in a list. Now, that's different from what I used to do. Um, but, yeah, the, the, so the shooter boys, actually, I, I mean, I ran a little bit of shooter boys before. Um, just because it was nice to throw 30 shooter boys down and try and, you know, hit the back of the screen before I charge. But I think you'll see more shooter boys actually in some lists than slugger boys. I think there's still a place for both, and they're both really good. Um, but I think that the, the, the hidden little tank busters and um, the, some of the, the being, being, being um, obsec troops, I think those things still 
make it so boys have a real place still in a lot of lists? I think it's just the we're we're uh, we have too many options right now. Uh, most other you know maybe not most, but a lot of codexes would uh, kill for a, a troop choice like boys at seven points. Uh, I know looking at my plague bears and demonettes uh, on the shelf, I'm thinking, wow, I wish you were as good as a boy was. So it's it's still a fantastic unit. It, it really is. But there's I think it's just the the desire right now of I mean, Rich. Maybe he, he's I guess he's never he's never done with the boys. Uh, uh, I know that there's definitely a, a certain amount of I just want to play something else. So my my storm boys are definitely running into that. Yeah, I think the reality of there's not only more efficient choices just from a points to power perspective, but from a like actually using them on the tabletop perspective uh, that allow orcs to play quicker and not necessarily need to roll 10 billion dice and move 150 models. Um, but just seg- using this to segue up, I mean, Storm Boys, um, you know, I love Storm Boys. I love them in the index. Um, they seem to, I mean, they, they did go up a point, so they were already expensive, but now they, they've gone up to nine points. Uh, however, they got Deep Strike. They auto-advance, like we were talking about before. They get clan benefits, like Evil Sons. Um, it seems like Storm Boys are, like, the ultimate boys. Um, yet, why does it feel like they're hard to fit in a lot of lists? Because commandos are almost better in most cases. Um, with the exception of versatility and running up the board, we're on short deploys and such. Uh, with Like with Rich's trick, he said, that's going to be amazing um, if you're running a Storm Boy base list. But in a lot of scenarios... Why would you take them over boys? Why would you take them over commandos, especially when half your army's in reserves? Why would you start with something that's T4 and fragile that can get shot when you just when it can when you have things that go in reserves cheaper than they do? Um, there's something to be said for big squads and the fly keyword and such, but post uh, FAQ of not being able to charge over things and fly, um, they even got hurt more. So. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a. Why would you pick them over other things? But I think they have a place um, in certain lists and give you versatility. Um, I'm big, I'm big on that word. But I at nine points, it's ouch. Yeah, I agree. I fully kitted out. Oh, go ahead, Rich. I was just going to add one thing that that with the ability to fall back and charge, which is an evil son's um, warlord trait, but it also is. Uh, I can't remember which clan can do it for free, but. That, that makes well, that Storm Boys, because they can just leave, even if they're surrounded, they can just leave, shoot, and charge. So, um, and I think that's, maybe I'm wrong on the rule there, but I, I believe that's the case, that they can do all three. And so there's times when you need to get into the backfield, and they get tied up, you wrap somebody up, and wrap their screen up in the front, and then on turn two, you charge the, you move those guys back further, you charge in boys on the line that you just left. And then those storm boys are deep in the backfield, so there's there there's still play there. There's don't don't count them out. All right, so that uh, that uh, rounds out our round table on uh, on units win, uh, winners and losers. Uh, hit us in the FLG comments section with all the things that we missed or the stuff that you really like that we think sucks. Uh, let's move on quickly now over to uh, you know uh, you know getting into. Um, uh, strats. I think we've we've touched on a lot of the big ones. You know, uh, fighting twice, teleporta. Um, you know, just a lot of the stuff that sort of headlines out of the book. Uh, what uh, strats out there are kind of more unique to orcs that get some get some play or or might be useful? Steve. 
That's that's tough. Uh, I think I think I'll look at this as uh, you know if if someone's just kind of like heard, hey, orcs are good, and you play them. You know what strat's gonna sur- uh, surprise them the most? Um, certainly, the most unique one to orc is mob up, but everyone's heard of that. Um, so I think the one that will probably surprise people the most uh, will be the the uh, the grenade strat. Uh, kind of easy pickings. I'm sure Rich and uh, bite at me for taking this one, but. Uh, I think that's going to be the one that uh, that really takes people off guard because, like with commandos, uh, you know, you 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 put them together, and all of a sudden, hey, I just I'm throwing five grenades, you know, five to ten melta bombs at you. Uh, it's it, it'll it'll really it'll really be one of those like game changing things where someone's planning out their next turn, you know, they're watching what you're doing, they're getting ready, and then all of a sudden, a vehicle is gone that they were expecting that they were going to be able to do something with. So I think that's going to be the one where that's a, that's a game changer of all of a sudden something, uh, something is a lot different than how they expected it when they were playing. Cool. Ben, any like top of the pop standout strats that you'd like to touch on? Maybe that we haven't gone into detail on. Uh, one that's unique to orcs that we, that we kind of like brushed by was the looted stratagem, uh, which allows a orc infantry unit to increase its armor, its uh, save characteristic by one, um, as long as a vehicle was destroyed within three inches of it. Uh, that's any vehicle. That's your vehicles. That's that's tractor cannons. That's enemy vehicles. Uh, so when your mega knobs coming out of reserves and nuke something, they're gonna be walking out the one up save. You throw them in cover, they have a zero up save. Like. That makes up for the fact that they don't have an invuln anymore, um, like, or invuln period. They've never had it. But that one, loot it is a. It, it sticks out there. You can definitely get a lot of mileage out of it. And I guess you all see this coming. But Rich, anything you want to touch on? Uh, we did cover this one a little bit, but the the uh, the ramming speed, in addition to being able to charge three d six with a vehicle, you also get on a two plus. You get d three mortal wounds on a unit that you hit. Um, so it, it just makes some of the, the transports and things that maybe you didn't bring before all of a sudden more viable because now you're, you're really flying across the table. So um, there's going to be a lot of strats that, that like the, the green tide, if you green tide, you teleported and then you to jump, you could have three 30-man mobs hit them on turn two very easily. So there's, there's a lot of things that are going to play, but uh, those are probably the sneaky ones. Those guys got the good ones. How's this for sneaky? Out of left field, Val with a stratagem no one in podcast land has talked about. I know because I've listened to every minute of it. Metasquig. That's right, Metasquig. It allows you to use a pain boy to restore D3 wounds on a character. Why is that good? Because a pain boy can already repair D3 wounds on a, on a character. That's two D3 wounds repaired. Guys, hold on to your butts. What do you think about that? It's a good call. I forgot uh, to mention that one. Yeah, I bet I you mean, missed it. Got to fix your weird boys after they blow their heads up. Right, that's right. Although, will the ward, the weird boys be blowing their heads up quite as often? No, they won't, because they did change. But for another time, um, let's move on to um, maybe some uh, quick talk about relics. Uh, I think the relics are fairly slim pickings. I think the one that sticks out the most that everyone's talking about as far as orc relics is the killy claw. And we didn't mention this when we mentioned that, that Gaz is now a loser. The Killy Claw is essentially Gaz's Claw. That's harsh. <laughs> um, Gaz is a loser. Yeah, the it replaces, it replaces why you would run Gaz 
part of the reason why he guys in the first place is because he murders things with a flat three damage claw. Well, not even just give any war boss or anybody on a bike with a claw that relic. Like it's it's essentially guys it's a it's the times two strength negative three AP flat three damage, and you can combo and it with the plus one damage warlord trait and reroll hits for just a tremendous amount of damage. And uh, it rerolls wounds, which is something Gaz does not do. I don't think. No, he does not. That's cool. Any other uh, top of the pop relics, uh, Mr. Pamperine? Well, uh, we really uh, I, we we've been going back and forth on our list, and we really wanted to try to get the uh, the blood uh, blood skull. I have no names. Uh, blood axes. Blood axe. Excuse me. Thank you. Uh, the the blood axe relic in there uh, gives you an additional warlord trait, as well as having the uh, the blood axe one. So that one is plus one. Or no, that, excuse me. That's uh, get a CP on a six for every command point you use. Maybe it's every stratagem that you use. Uh, but that's kind of a fun one because that will let you take the, uh, the orky uh, phantasm, basically, so you can redeploy a unit. Uh, that would be a really nice one to fit in, but I think uh, I speak for all orc uh, players when I say that we are really having trouble building anything that's not just evil sons with the evil sons warlord. So that's a good segue. Uh, Rich, why don't uh, why don't you hit us with evil sons and uh, and 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 their warlord trait and maybe some of your favorite warlord traits? So evil sons, uh, the speed and and the thing is, I mean, yeah, a war boss on bike is great. I couldn't believe how much faster just a war boss on foot is. I start him out in the battle wagon. He gets out four, then he's running. He's running so far forward that it's almost unnecessary to take the bike. Um, and and he can he can hide in the building which the bike can't so so there's 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 still the speed of evil sons getting your weird boy into positions getting units um, the pain boy back to getting units together to mob up there's so many things that that those plus three movements do and I'm so glad that they actually made it a plus one to their movement characteristic um, instead of plus one to their move, because if they had done it to their move, then you could either get a plus one for move or assault. But the way they worded it is so beautiful. And evil sons to me are great. The the warlord trait that you can give the boss, which lets them leave combat and charge, that's amazing. Um, I, I did want to, as Chirac, my war boss, uh, warlord now, um, he, he was a snake bite originally. So I have to say, even though it's probably not the most competitive, that snake bite grenade is crazy nuts and super fun. So if you're playing, just maybe maybe find a way to stick it in into a list, maybe in an RTT instead of in your super competitive list. I think it'd be a blast. Excellent pun, Rich. What does Brog's Buzz Bomb do? It's a six-inch uh, grenade, 3D6, strength five, negative one AP. Uh, the weapon can only be used once per battle, automatically hits its target. And then once you've uh, resolved all of its attacks, you immediately select another enemy unit within six inches of that target and do another 2d6 attacks against it with the same weapon. So it's, it's hilarious. Um, so getting back over to Warlord Traits, um, my personal favorite, hands down, because I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a cunning but brutal type war, war, war boss. Uh, and that is the phantasm that, that Steve had, had, uh, had referenced. It basically allows a redeploy uh, for D3 friendly clan units plus the war boss, I believe. Yeah, so that's up to four units moving around. And for an army that often right now, you know, starts, uh, you, know, you know, blowing in the wind right up on the line, hoping for first turn, um, that provides you a lot of flexibility in how aggressively you deploy. 
Um, outside of that, what what other Warlord traits are popping off for us? Uh, brutal but cunning. What as I mentioned, in combination with the Killy Claw, uh, where you reroll all your hits and add one to the damage, um, is a, you can make any character just a house, a straight up monster. Yeah. I don't know if this is entirely relevant, but I would like to take a second to be annoyed the fact that a war boss has the same number of attacks as a pain boy. Because uh, like Ben said, you can make any character really good because a war boss is not any better than the town medic. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's such thing as a pain boss, just not in this codex. <laughs> Fair enough. You got to go to the super index. Yeah, that's that's a deep index cut. <laughs> I, I don't even know if you can find it in there. Um, all right, so... We've talked about everything except actual, you know, clan cultures, a.k.a. chapter tactics, a.k.a. whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, I don't know about you guys. Maybe we can roundtable this a little bit, but I just can't get away from Evil Sons for everything that Rich said. Um, everything else kind of, to me, relates to specific unit plays that you're doing, but I find it hard to find a list that isn't immediately so good when they're Evil Sons. Um, what's the case for taking something else? Well, I think the, the, the major cases we're talking about things that aren't evil sons are things that are going to be really small units. Um, something like uh, three knobs running around that are death skulls, so they're going to get extra rerolls. Um, I guess I should say the non-evil sons route is small units of death skull things. Uh, that's the uh, clan trait lets you reroll one uh, hit, a wound, and a damage roll for each unit. Um, so that was what initially people were excited about for mech guns, but... We're going to say that they can't use it for that, and that it's going to end up being for things like Def Coptas. Um, like I said, small units of commandos, or if you're trying to do like full-on orc character jank, uh, you know, run around with a, a, th- a few bunch of um, few characters and stuff like that. Um, the, and the only non-small unit uh, advantage that they have is in tank bustas. Uh, they're, um, they're single strat, that they can use that's like the death skull only strat is full reroll to wound for a single unit. Uh, so you can basically have tank busters that roll up and are full reroll to hit and full reroll to wound uh, versus something which is pretty pretty gnarly. Um, but it's kind of, at least for me, it's kind of tough to, to make that worth it because you can just be bad moons and shoot twice, which is going to be just a little bit better uh, than the full reroll to wound. So it's it's tough to it's tough to really find like you said it's tough to find a reason that's not just immediately better as evil sons because uh, you just want to have that come from reserve and make this assault or like Rich said and just be in their deployment zone turn one in either way. So I don't know what, what do you guys think? Any other combinations you can come up with? Uh, there, there's something to be said for Goff since there are a bunch of good characters like Zeg. Yes, and uh, thank you. Ben. You're gonna steal Val's thunder there. He's been waiting to say. No, no, I want, I want a good player. I want a good player to maybe, <laughs> maybe go to bat. Uh, maybe go to bat for Goffs. So there, there's something to be said for Goffs, um, and only, and this is my, this I, I know people argue with me on this, but only in the Supreme Command Detachment, um, because like, oh Gaz- man. I'm I'm sorry, uh, but the but like as for like Gaskol and other characters, if you're doing like a character like just a a, char- a house of characters that are effective in combat, um, or people that are stuck with the Goth keywords such as Zegshuk or Gaskol, uh, that's where you got to pull it from, and it's going to be Supreme Command, and that's you know you're going to get that little bit extra horsepower, 
and bring those characters without having to take a different goth detachment, without having to take a goth battalion or anything that you would rather just run Evil Sons. Well, if we're going to talk about characters. No, I was, I was just going to say Scarboy. The Scarboy strat is it's a real thing. I mean, if you don't want to rely on that 9-inch charge, which can bite you, I actually lost my final game at SoCal because I failed a 6-inch charge with full rerolls. So, I mean, sometimes you, you might get over-aggressive, but because you can put so many units, you're going to make one or two of those. I mean, I'm going to talk a little trash here, Rich. You lost because you forgot about your knob out Yes, I did. Uh, I, I blame old man brain after six games, but I did. So we were talking about 70 boys before. Uh, you're talking about scar boys. Uh, that gives them, by the way, plus one strength. It gives you strength five boys. Another podcast, I, I feel like I feel like if, if we didn't get the rest of the codex and we just got goffs, I, I feel like the boys build, the green tie build that you see out there, is really good as just goffs and of course that's notwithstanding all the cool stuff that we got in the codex but that's why i think goffs are cool i just think uh you know the extra attack the extra strength just makes boys monstrous and if that was a way if you're like oh all those toys are great i'm gonna run the same list i don't know man goffs are pretty badass i think i think you're on to something pal it's but that's what you that's you that's what we talked about earlier you run into the oh look at all this cool stuff. Why don't I just run the same list but a little bit stuff to make that make that <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's um, like it's like if you want to be the Amish orc guy, you can run goffs. <laughs> exactly. I want to be everything exactly. Uh, so my my one thing that I will say is different that I looked at was uh, Blood Axe Commando uh, detachment with Snickrot. Uh, when I did run character jank with like eight pain boys before they tamed the addition a little bit uh he's he's pretty solid he's a real good dude uh he has a psychic you can uh, if you add tax to him with a psychic ability turns into a bit of a monster with the plus one to wound and, and uh he has the same commando rules as everyone else uh plus one to wound if something's you know has a towing cover and then uh he as well will give reroll ones to to himself as well as all commando units and then because he's a blood axe, when he falls back, he can choose to shoot or he can choose to charge. And because he's a monster in close combat, he's going to charge. But you basically got this like he's a, and he's the only one in the orc that has a decent number of attacks. He's got six attacks. So he can go through, uh, you know, he can go through assassinating characters and just bouncing back and forth with his commando buddies. Uh, I think that could be a, that could be pretty fun. Uh, maybe not like, uh, like Richard said, maybe not the most competitive uh way to do it but i think that could be a pretty a pretty cool little detachment yeah the the blood axes i'm i'm i want to build a list with them um i like the fact that they have armors you know essentially armor in the open uh which gives you one up mega knobs i like i like the fact that they can fall out of combat you're not gonna get tar pitted by flesh walls or plague bearers or whatever wants to like try and get your way you can just back up and charge again or go somewhere else uh, without having to have the fancy warlord trait, but the evil sons warlord trait does the same thing, so I take them. Um, it it's it's hard, it's good. Like once again, if it was standalone and we got this, people would play it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about this book is there might be a best choice, but there are some good choices as well. And uh, with that in mind, why don't we uh, end off this this beautiful discussion that we've had so far? With maybe just a, a round table. I'm going to go right down the list. We're going to go Ben, Rich, Steve, and maybe you could talk about, um, you know, the the you know, if you had a GT tomorrow, what would be the list 
or sort of list concept, however you want to frame it, that you would love to be able to just throw down the table and, and see how it goes. Ben, take it away. Uh, I'm a big fan of Double Battalion Spearhead, um, a battalion of evil sons, um, probably around 60 boys, one that'll get jump, one that's going to get put in reserves and dropped in, uh, and then whatever group of commanders you can fit in. Uh, you're going to have your bad moons plug in, um, whether it be a bunch of grots or maybe some boys in there too, uh, but you're 25 ludus, um, and you're going to have your battalion there, and then you're going to have your spearhead of mech guns, uh, likely a bunch of tractor cannons, and some number that's going to be likely greater than 10, um, and then split those into three groups, uh, and I would run those as snake bites. So. Okay, um, so I... I am not. I, mean, I talked about the Ludas, but I wouldn't start with that. If I, I mean, I have 45 of them painted, but I would probably start with something similar to what I've been running, controlling terrain. And, and Steve might have seen a change in terrain when he came out to the SoCal. The the terrain here, you have to be able to get into buildings. And that's an exaggeration. And <laughs> <laughs> it was, and, it was a it was a nightmare. Actually, that would be uh, that would be what I would call it. And I played, I played a game against Ray, a good friend, and, I mean, he had a list that on 90% of the tables would have tabled me. He had five planes with Eldar, and because I had a big building, I could, I could combat, combat it. And just having a lot of boys on the field, hanger, I, ironically. I think because I'm familiar, if I was playing a GT next week, I'd probably still have a lot of boys on the field. Okay, Rich, let's dare to dream here. Let's say let's okay. Let's remove the it's tomorrow constraints. That way you feel a little more comfortable. What what are you excited to try? What what kind of a, a list key that's different than what you're running? Or do you think that hey, my list that I'm really good with just got so much better? Why don't I just run that? Is that actually how you feel, or is there stuff that you're really excited for? I, I am excited for battle wagons. I really am. I I mean they have been game winners. I had a battle wagon explode and kill two uh, custodies bike captains and a smash captain all in one turn you have to believe sometimes and that's when you've been playing orcs for 25 years you just roll better just ask pablo pablo knows how well i roll because i believe um but um, you sometimes you just you just got to go and i think a three battle wagon list full of boys and knobs and and stuff like that i'm just a old school assault get in there and control the objectives guy so i still will lean towards assault whether it's boys or knobs or um, Storm boys, I'm gonna go come get you. So you're look, you're gonna be clearing chaff with boys. Screw the DACA, you're going the choppy. Yes, sir. All right, cool. Um, I think that's awesome, quite frankly, and I probably shade that way myself. Uh, Steve's probably got some super weird stuff that he wants to talk about. Steve, what kind of wacky shit are you working on? Uh, I I wish I was working on on wacky stuff. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of I'm facing the the real possibility here. We're playing at uh, Renegade in a couple weeks, and I got to submit my list a week in advance. Uh, so I've got like three or four days here to put together a list that I want to play. And um, I don't know, like it's it's tough because I know I'm not going to be playing in that in that uh, LVO terrain. Uh, if I was playing there, hundred uh, percent, I'd be I'd be down for uh, just commandos and boys just running through buildings, uh, laughing at anything that shoots at them. Uh, it was definitely really entertaining watching Rich's game where he just hit a hundred boys inside a hangar from planes and they were just like, why did, why did we leave? Could have just stayed in there. And, uh, I think it'd be, it'd be a lot like that. Um, 
But I don't think the train's going to be like that at Renegade. I think it's going to be a lot more open. So I think I might be going for the uh, the Ludas, Ludas and Shooter boys and just kind of posting up in my deployment zone and daring you to, to come at me, you know, if even if even if, uh, even if I don't have quite all of the assaulty stuff, uh, if you got to run through a hail of Luda fire, uh, the shooter boys are still gonna still gonna do work on you. Um, so I don't know. It's I think I think that's what I'm leaning towards. Maybe with some like commandos to to go grab objectives and stuff. But uh, the the fact that uh, the the missions for Renegade involve you have to get the objectives at the end of the game and the battle round, and then avoid having your characters die means that it's going to really affect what what kind of list I'm putting together as far as maybe not going for the full weird boy compliment and pain boy compliment. Uh, maybe there will be a little bit more of... Uh, maybe I actually will end up getting a battle wagon and putting my characters in there to be safe, like uh, Rich suggested earlier. Uh, I think I think that's where that's the, the direction that I'm heading. All right. Um, just about all of us, with the exception of Rich, who has... Stay true to the green. Have uh, have have you know wandered? We've dabbled. We've seen other armies. Um, for me, with disastrous results, um, made me question things about my life. Uh, what do we think about how other armies should be viewing the uh, boisterous entrance of Codex Orcs into the meta? Um, are they going to shift things? Are they as good as I've been saying they are? Do we see these guys as GT winners? I think, and well, this is at least in my region, that my, my opponents and my GT compatriots should be very scared, uh, specifically my Eldar opponents. Um, your Jets, your Ravagers, uh, I'm coming for them, guys. They're gone. Uh, but as far as, like, is it going to be meta shifting? Um, I don't think they're going to, like, dominate the meta per se. I think there's still, I think it's going to make them very competitive and they're going to be in your top eight spots. Um, they definitely didn't get the Necron or Grey Knight treatment. But I, I think that, I don't think they're going to make people completely shift all the orcs or invalidate other, other armies completely. Um, I think they're just going to be great. That's all. Ben, I agree. Uh, I'm actually glad that they're not that the top players aren't all going to switch and play orcs. Um, you'll see some, but uh, I kind of I, I I, I like that, that we still will. And plus, it's a lot to paint and a lot to move. And as an older guy, my magnetic trays saved me a lot of back pain. But uh, you, you, really, you really, one of the advantages, I think, of those of us who have stuck with them, even through the, the lean times, is we kind of know what 20 boys is going to do even though maybe they're different the stratagems and now with the attack again stratagem um some of the tricks that you learn when you're codex lean um will really benefit a great player who really understands the assault phase um in this current and so i do believe that there will be some really great players that take orcs to a high level and i'm hoping to to see that and if one of these guys does it i'd be great um uh, I I just love to see my orcs do well. Y'all are just so pure at heart. It's wonderful. Rich is actually the best orc player among all of us. He's crafty. Also, um, I also like how Rich was like, you know, they're okay. You know, you don't want to. It's 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 gonna hurt your back. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to paint all those models. Don't play orcs. Come on, don't worry about it. Yeah. It's good, Rich. I can post the messenger chat I have with Nick Nanavati saying that he is switching to orcs. Uh, so uh, 
The Nick Natavati? Yes. The Nick Natavati saying, oh, oh my God, God I want to play orcs. So I don't, don't know, don't, Rich. Don't say that name too many times. The royalties just get out of control. Ah, uh, you're right. No, he told me specifically he doesn't listen to this podcast. So. Oh, that's nice of him. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. So, uh, I think... Um, Personally, I think you're right, Rich. I think the uh, the above the above table uh, aspect of orcs is going to keep a lot of people out of it. It's not uh, this is what I, and I think I told probably all you guys that were there at SoCal that um, it's it's not like chaos. It's not like an Imperium where when knights came out, everyone's like, oh, let me add a single knight to my army. You can buy and paint a knight in a weekend. You know, it's 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 not it's not too bad. You can just you can just add that one detachment. You can just add this detachment of Blood Angels. You can add this detachment of Thousand Sun uh, Chaos Demon Princes. You can't just add a detachment of Orcs. You have to have 2,000 points of Orcs. And, oh, you want to test some things? All right, well, that's actually going to be 3,000 points. And, oh, it's Orcs, so that's 250 models that you have to get together. And a competitive detachment starts with 30 Grots that cost 60 points or 90 points. Like, it's it, the, the model and work to point ratio on it is is incredibly high. Uh, so it's going to be tough for, for people to just pick it up. But I mean, you're, you're a like, super competitive guy who, you know, once you couldn't make orcs work, you left them behind. All things being equal, would you play orcs if you had a choice of any army in the meta? I mean, considering my other army is Gene Stealer Cult, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be orcs. And I think in a I think in a perfect meta where if if say if we were you know if we were playing a video game right and you just select a different option at the starting menu and there's zero switch off and uh, there's there's zero cost to it, I think we'd see a ton of orcs right now. I think they would be definitely meta. Um, but that's not the that's not the hobby we play. So I think I think you're gonna see a couple different good orc players, um, and I think you're gonna see a lot of uh, I, I think what's going to be my favorite is seeing the fluff orc players that not like Rich because he's hardcore and he's actually a really good player, but the the guys that haven't come out of their like small uh, you know RTT land or they didn't even go to RTTs and they just played with their friends and now they're excited they have a codex and they just come and then they just smash people with random stuff that they've put together uh, because now the codex is it's real it's. It's and it's gonna be here to stay. Even think even after that fake. Yeah, I already have people asking to borrow hammer a decent amount of my orcs. They're other they're asking me what am I gonna play? What am I not playing? What models can I have? And um, yeah, there's there's a lot of excitement and a lot of fear from at least from my uh, local players. Yeah, I borrowed uh, an entire chaos demon and Eldar army for my friends. So definitely the other half of my orcs will be. Uh, I've probably I've probably got about six thousand points. So there's probably gonna be at least two thousand of those. That's the thing. There is a lot of excess orc capacity out there. <laughs> <laughs> but they're usually it, with one person, right? So it's like, it's not, it's not like, you know, it's not like Marines where Marines get good. And it's like, you can just go on eBay and pick up a Marine army. Like if you went on eBay right now and tried to buy 2000 points of orcs, it'd be, you know, six, $700. And it's going to be like, it's great. I have 500 points of like, you know, random things that don't go to, like it's, you know, it's, like it's all gonna be good, but I don't know. It's I, I think you're right though. Uh, there is a lot of excess capacity, but it's with a few people. Like Rich saying he has twenty thousand painted. I'm, I'm I'm rocking around I don't know, eleven or twelve. So you know. I, I I'm not I'm not like you guys, um, but I do have I do have a lot of models. Uh, you know what you can borrow from me. Boys. You know what you can borrow from me. You can borrow from me a lot of Tau. Anyone out there need a Tau <laughs> army? 
<laughs> you can borrow that. You know what? You can just hang on to it. I'll get it back from you. Maybe never. Uh, because I'm so pumped for orcs. I'm going to round this out by saying every single year, Pablo hilariously claims that orcs are going to top 8 LVO. How ridiculous is that statement this year? I think it's not ridiculous at all. I'd be very surprised if they didn't have... Assuming Gene Sealer Cult doesn't have some sort of auto-kill orcs thing, uh, which, I guess, speaking of auto-kill orcs, Expect to see Yarick uh, coming uh, coming back from the grave uh, to to a tournament near you, because uh, that will be a, a guard players having anti chaos and then anti orc uh, will definitely be something to watch. All right, well Ben and Rich not jumping in, that's fine. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go one further. One of those top eights will come from this podcast, and it ain't me, babe. It's gonna be Ben, Rich, or Steve. Top eight LVO this year. I made the call for them. They can't handle it, or they can, actually. That's what I just said. They can handle it, and they're going to do it. It's going to be sick. All right, call me out. I'm doing it. (laughs) Ben has an orc tattoo, everybody. He is serious about this. That was before the Codex. Yeah, I got got inked for October, uh, which turned into November. But I've been a fan of orcs for at least a decade, but playing competitively for a year, and I'd like to make them top eight everywhere I can. All right. Well, I think we're running out of steam. This has been a whole lot of awesome information. I'd like to thank you all for coming. Any final comments before I shut this one down? Tell Pablo if he switches to orcs, we'll beat him up. (laughs) I think you just told him yourself. Um, I don't think you can paint them ultramarines blue. Um, So I think that's pretty safe. That that was a downright fluffy comment from Stephen Pamprine. What a way oh. to end the show. Oh my goodness. You you heard it here, everyone. <laughs> he knew fluffy that Death Scrolls were blue. All right, guys. So Ben, Rich, Steve, thank you so much for your time tonight. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait to see you all in Vegas. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in, uh, in all the tournaments you weasel your way out to in the intervening months. Uh, thank you to Pablo. We haven't plugged any sponsors. Uh, apparently, Frontline Gaming has something to do with this, and you can get stuff for cheaper with them. Uh, who else? bunch of other people who are really generous in their support of the podcast. Thank you. You know who you are. And uh, <laughs> thanks again. Have a great night. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>